Mayor Mike Duggan sits down here with us. Hello, Mayor. Uh, so did Kenny leave because of me? I'm right here. Well, Kenny went out oh. there because <laughs> we're out of chairs. <laughs> right. This is the biggest. This is the biggest room we've ever had. There's what eight people in there now. You're out the suburbs. Yeah. Kenny's now Robin Quivers. Exactly. I'm at Hyde Park, you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, that's because uh, the the chair that normally we reserve for Kenny is being occupied by uh, a man that you apparently know, Ben Carter, the COO of Trinity Health. You guys walked in, you were like greeting each other like old friends. No, at one point I uh, made sure he was gainfully employed, but then he went on to bigger and better things. We worked together at the Detroit Medical Center. Oh, is that right? In what capacity? Yes, we did. Yeah, you were yeah. the chief operating officer. He ran the place. Ran really and well. And you took the credit. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and good, good division yeah. of labor. And, that's and now, the way it's supposed to work. That's the way it's supposed to work. Hey. And now you're still COO of another company, and he's over here taking all the credit for being mayor. Well, What's you know, going on? I, well, you know, I like giving It's not him, a healthy relationship. I, I, I want him to have all the credit. That's okay. the way it ought to be. You know. How long ago was this? Mm, oh, 05 to 10. Years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 05 to 10. Wow. So Mike, you know, graciously. Uh, did well, you know back then that this man would end up being the mayor of this city? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, you did. I did. Absolutely, they, they talk I talk about it, it I in the breaks and the. Of uh, course, yeah. yeah. You, you got to like, know, know Mike's history to know kind of how it evolved to where he is right now. So, well, you know, do tell. You knew he was the prosecutor for Wayne County, right? Yes, I do. And yeah. you knew he was uh, uh, Ed McNamara's chief operating officer, effectively. So, right, but know, I thought you know. when he went into the uh, the health health business, maybe he'd be taking a turn and leave politics and all that stuff yeah. behind. Oh, you know, Michael loved politics. So, yep, that you know, Even at never DMC? changed. Never the changed. Fact that uh, oh. Ben always called him Mr. Mayor in the lunchroom. Yeah, it may have something to do with it. I mean, you know, but yeah, no, Mike, uh, the funny story when, when Mike asked me to join him at the Detroit Medical Center, I was working for another healthcare system at the time, and we decided that we were going to go off to a clandestine place and and have lunch. So we went to this clandestine place so no one would see us together. And uh, we ran into, uh, uh, it was um, Ficano, right? Yeah, Bob Ficano, yeah, who, Bob promptly, Ficano. who promptly called his boss and told him what I was up to. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. We were like, well, that didn't work. <laughs> so now i got to know, like, where was this place that, that all three of you were? The, the little Italian place down near Melvindale. In, in, yeah, on E-Course, right? Yeah. Wow, you've been yeah, there. What, what, what are the chances? Oh, yeah, what are the odds yeah. of that? Holy I mean, mackerel. It, and it was dark. And I mean, we go yeah. walking. Around, I'm Who like, was Ficano oh. with? That's what yeah. I want to know. I thought Ficano knew immediately what I was doing. I was yeah. trying to steal Oakwood's star and uh, <laughs> ratted me out. But it worked right. out okay. Yeah, it worked, it worked out. great, man. Well, well we're, we're glad team. to have you both here. And uh, this is your opportunity, folks, to speak to the mayor of Detroit. 877-44-MITCH. A toll-free call. Any question you have, anything you would like to ask our mayor, you or can ben. ask him. Yeah. Or Ben, for yeah, that matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we have been known during this hour to fix all kinds of problems. <laughs> People have called in with trees growing out of concrete blocks in front of their house. <laughs> next thing you know, next day the trees cut down. There's a traffic light that's not working on their street. Next thing you know, the traffic light is working. So... Eight seven seven forty four Mitch. If you want to have something fixed by the handyman, Mayor Mike Duggan, or any other questions that you want to ask about the future of our city or the present cost or present uh, issues in our city, that is the number to call. Uh, I wanted to ask you to kick things off here. Um, 
This is a story here. Where did this come from? I'm not sure. One of the local publications. Um, Rising costs and gentrification forced locals out of Detroit's downtown and midtown. Subhead as real estate prices soared, Detroiters struggled to maintain their homes and communities. What are your thoughts on that? How yeah, much it's a bunch happen? of nonsense. And the case they cite was from 2013 before I got elected. Uh, and the interest, then they quote somebody from the camper building, which I stepped in and made sure everybody in that building stayed. So here's the way affordable housing works in this country. Uh, the HUD gives you credit when you build a new building. Uh, and when they basically pay about 70% of the cost of your construction, and you agree for 30 years that you're going to have subsidized rent. When that 30 years is up, you're free to kick those folks out and go to market rate, which we've seen happen in city after city across America. And you're seeing tent cities in many, as you know, you travel around the country, you see these tent cities. We don't have that in Detroit. In the 10 years I've been here, 8,000 housing units came up for renewal. They could have gone market rate. We sat down and all 8,000 committed to stay affordable for 30 more years. We've kept people in their residences, including uh, one of the people who's interviewed downtown who did say uh, she was able to stay but was concerned about uh, uh, other folks. So, uh, you know, I don't pay a lot of attention to this, but people in the city know that uh, we're moving people in, but we don't push people out. Uh, There's room in the city for everybody. Well, it is a it's a common refrain and it's an easy thing to fall back on because it's a it's it's a sympathetic thing and it's the big bad gentrification of neighborhoods or whatever. But I having lived in New York, Boston, Philadelphia, uh Fort Lauderdale, uh places that uh, with the exception of Fort Lauderdale that all had areas that were not doing well that got gentrified and then did well and whatever. I've heard this song a million times before. Everybody seems to find a place to live. Uh, and and everybody celebrates the, the the new neighborhoods by bringing in new tax revenue, bringing in places to go to, bringing in restaurants. The alternative is okay. Let's just leave everybody in substandard housing so that everybody and no new people are coming in. Then the refrain is, how come nobody's moving into Detroit, you know, or Philadelphia or Boston? You can't have it both ways. Well, you just described the job of being mayor, yeah. uh, and, which I don't want. Uh, and and if you look at what's happened in Corktown since Ford announced they were coming and renovated the train station. Rents in that neighborhood jumped two or three hundred dollars a month. It was real. Uh, but we have gone out now in partnership with the federal government and we're building 600 more affordable housing units in Corktown. So other parts of the country, the people of lower income are pushed out. We are actually building more low income housing in that area to fill all the jobs uh, that are going to uh, to be well, needed. Aren't a lot it. of um, phone numbers again to talk with Mayor Duggan eight seven seven forty four Mitch. Aren't a lot of the new projects that are getting approved? I know the Illich thing that was just right. in the news there, and uh, and Gilbert's big building, whatever. Isn't that like a prerequisite? Like a certain percentage of that, and that's your that's the primo real estate that's coming. So the Ross Illich housing, which will be brand new housing in downtown Detroit, not only will twenty percent be affordable. They're going to accept Section 8 vouchers in those brand new apartments. I've never heard of that happening. But Stephen Ross, who actually maybe the country's biggest developer today, started out as a low income housing developer in New York, came in and said, I want to have my high end folks 
in the same building, and we work that out. So in Detroit, we do it differently, uh, and we're proud of it. 877-44-MITCH, our phone number is to talk with Mayor Duggan. Any question that you would like to ask him. I uh, also want to thank you, by the way, we did it off the air, but I want to thank you on the air for coming out to Eat Detroit, uh, which was a big success, and we were able to uh, feed you a little bit. What a fun event. Yeah. The uh, restaurant scene is is definitely returning yes. here in Detroit, wouldn't you say? Wow. Oh. I, you know, I, I have to try to get around to all the places that are opening, uh, but you got me to Mad Nice for the first time, which I appreciate, and uh I think you introduced a lot of folks to a lot of restaurants that night. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of heartburn. <laughs> the next day. Uh, but it was a great event. Not it was from great, the restaurants to, great to see people walking around and uh, enjoying the city, and it was, mm-hmm. it was just absolutely fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. Hey, really I got a question good. for the mayor. Yeah. From Ken from the other room. Ken mm-hmm. from the other room. I'm reading all these articles. This is the uh, memorial 10 year anniversary of the bankruptcy articles that are coming out, and, uh, and some of them are like, "Are we better off or not?" I don't even know how to address that, but. I just want to know what your thoughts are 10 years after the fact and you came in, you know, after it started. But where are we compared to where we were at that time? Well, the city was in bankruptcy six months before I got elected. So uh, but it it never crosses our minds. I mean, we get up every day and say, "Okay, what are we doing to rebuild this park? What are we doing to get more cops on the street? We're really grinding through the details. And somebody called and said, do you realize that the next demolition bonds that you're selling are in the 10-year anniversary of the bankruptcy? Mm. I said, what was the bankruptcy anniversary? We had no idea. Mm. Um, So, you know, everybody, I think, uh, has their own opinion. But you can't drive through this city. uh, And and I greet visitors here all the time. They cannot believe what they see uh, when they get here. And I can't wait for next April when we get four or 500,000 people come here from around the country. Uh, oh, you can't draft. wait till next April. She's <laughs> <Wow. laughs> been counting that down for the last wait until <laughs> they announced it. Yeah. That's right. What was that like three years ago? Mark the clock. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I got a chance to have um, uh, lunch the other day with a number of the Michigan players, sat with Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum, and they believe there's a chance that this Michigan class will have more players drafted than any in history mm. and to have that in the city of detroit wow, will be awesome. a really wow. exciting thing is there speaking of which uh, mr mayor is there criteria that you've seen thus far as it applies to hosting the draft from the nfl as far as expectations law enforcement and if so whose dime is that on oh yeah no it, we well we, we've raised a lot of money to do it but uh, certainly we're responsible for any event we've had you know we had the grand prix here sure. Uh, sure. It went great. We had Taylor Swift Taylor here. Swift, it yeah. went great. Uh, it's been one. We had the Pride uh, Fest. It went great. Uh, and uh, that's our responsibility, keep folks safe. The fireworks, uh, we had a little bit of rain, so we weren't measured, but I think we'd have done fine uh, anyway. But, no, we're ready. Chief White is signing off on the the layout of the place. In Kansas City, they held it at a park far away from the downtown of the city, and a lot of complaints that the businesses in Kansas City never saw the benefit. And they right. really didn't. I was right. there. Yeah, you know, they bust yeah. you over didn't to make, this. Didn't make sense. To this park. It was a beautiful setting, but it did do the city a lot of good. We're doing it in the heart of campus marshes. Yeah. And it is going to support the the Detroit businesses and restaurants. Remove a lot of water ice. And a lot of water <laughs> yeah. ice. I think <laughs> water ice water may ice. be the official sponsor right. of the NFL. Yeah, draft. We go right there. You can literally <laughs> throw a stone. Sign us Let's up. go to the phone lines. Patrick, you're on the Mitch Album program with Mayor Duggan, eight seven seven forty four Mitch. Your chance, folks, to talk to the mayor of our fine city. Any question is inbounds. Go ahead, Patrick. Well, thank you for taking my call. I have two questions. 
first one is when you talk about property value and you're mixing subsidized with a full paying customer, why would I want to pay the full amount for that property value when others are getting it way less? And then my second, second question and I'll hang up and listen is a lot of people probably have this question and don't want to ask it. So I'm going to ask it. Why surround my, I'm, I'm wanting to do better and move into a nice place. So why would I want to surround myself and not that all people on subsidized are bad people, but a lot comes with the lower income. So why would I want to mix that? Uh, Okay. Well, if if you don't want to mix it, there are certainly communities you can move into where everybody has your same income level. Uh, but cities are places where people of all incomes uh, live together. When when Ben and I were at the Detroit Medical Center, we took pride of the fact in Midtown uh, that you had the doctors and nurses living in the same neighborhoods as the folks who worked in the cafeteria or pushed the wheelchairs. They weren't necessarily in the same apartment, uh, but they were in the same neighborhood. And if you're in the city... Um, you enjoy the fact that people from all walks of life live near each other, uh, and that's a positive part of uh, uh, being here. Uh, And as far as affordable housing, this is the way that it works in America. If you don't want to have folks uh, living in uh, tent cities as they do in many cities, uh, the federal government has said if you're below the poverty level, uh, we'll pay a portion of your rent through a subsidy. Uh, And I think as a country, we're better off uh, with folks at the lower levels living in quality housing uh, than being on the street. But, you know, you have uh, lots of choices here. And uh, right now the Torgo family is building a 20-story high-rise, high-end apartment, no tax subsidies, market rate right on the old Joe Lewis Arena site. You can see it as you come into downtown. Uh, so that's what's going to be there is 20-story, high-end apartment. From uh, beginning to end, and that's, and that's like top floor, bottom floor, all... You know, uh, all high end rent, all market rate. No and, uh, retail space there. Uh, they maybe a little bit on the yeah. first floor, but not much. Maybe so. internal, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. internal yeah. kind of shops. But no, this is going to be, uh, and then they're going to come back hopefully with a, a high end hotel that's connected mm. to the convention wow. center, uh, right next door. And that's what we have in the city. We have a mix of, uh, we didn't give them any tax breaks. Mix of high end. Uh, rents and a mix of affordable rents. Well, I think that that's, 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 that's important to point out, and maybe the caller didn't get that, is that you know some of these buildings that do that with the Section 8 housing or, or affordable housing, they're, they're doing it in, in return for tax breaks right. or things from the government. They're not right. just doing it like, oh, let's, let's just put 20% of the uh, apartments for really poor people and then 80% for rich people, and if you got the money, pay for it, and if you don't, you don't have to. It's a, it's a prerequisite for them to get whatever either federal breaks or city breaks or things like that that they're getting. And that's a, that's a time-worn tale in cities. Eight seven seven forty four mitch Aaron, hi, you're on the Mitch Album program with Mayor Duggan. Go ahead. Hello, the branch of the Detroit Public Library, about a two-minute walk from my home, the Montes branch, has been closed ever since the uh, COVID virus emerged. I would like to know when that library branch will open again, besides the obvious books. It is a center for the community, and it's a great loss to have this library closed. I agree with you completely, and I want to know the same answer. 
Uh, and the Detroit Public Libraries, a lot of people don't know this, are not under the mayor. They're under the Detroit School Board. Uh, the Library Commission is appointed by the school board. Uh, and, well, that explains uh, it. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> and it is, it is crazy. And the the libraries were shut down through much of COVID, even though they were collecting the, the taxes. But I hope you'll call your school board members and ask them that question. 877 mitch our phone number to continue speaking with the mayor. we got a long bank of calls here, but we have some more time with them. We also have to get the mayor's take, Kenny, on are we Midwest or are yeah, we not the Midwest? Mayor, the very mayor will important. be the judge. The mayor ought to have a say in that That's because right. we had a very the heated argument. A lot of argument. pressure there, Mayor. A lot yeah. of pressure. All right. We'll give him a moment to <laughs> contemplate that. Back He'll get it right. After this. <laughs> All right. Uh, mayor Duggan is with us for a few more minutes. 877-44-MITCH. We'll get to all of your phone calls. We'll also get... Mayor Duggan to weigh in on, are we a Midwest city or an Eastern city? The Hunter Dickinson thing has prompted this. Do you have any early thoughts you want to preview? I I just know that when I was recruiting doctors off the East and West Coast when I was at DMC, they always said, you guys are so Midwest nice. So as far as I'm concerned, that's right. That's mentality. That's mentality. I'm talking geographically now. Geographically, yeah. I looked at this up. I've been looking up. I've been working actually. While you guys were, yeah. <laughs> for once, yeah, do you really. know the midpoint of the country is uh, two uh, two point six miles northwest of Lebanon, Kansas? So that's the midpoint of the country yeah. in Kansas. Yeah, and okay, so Lebanon go from Kansas? Midwest there. We're east of that. We're east of that now. Well, you can be east of the middle and still be in the middle. <sighs> You're stretching it. Yeah. You're stretching. Do you have a two we're mile range on it. that? Yeah. <laughs> How do you mean that? <laughs> I've, I've heard that stre- said. Stop stretching it. Yeah. <laughs> Back with more with the mayor right after this. All right, we're visiting with Mayor Doug, and we've got a full bank of calls here. Eight seven seven forty four mitch to talk to the mayor about any subject. want to say hi to Ben Carter, who's been sitting in from the start here as well. He, uh, I like to say he lost a bet. <laughs> but he'll say that he made a contribution to our Radiothon to help uh, the needy citizens of Detroit through, say, Detroit. And um, instead of bidding on something really cool like a chance to go have lunch with Jane Pauley or something that Hugh Jackman could do or something, you you bid on coming down and hanging out with us and end up with your, your old boss sitting in the room. It's a beautiful thing. It is. Beautiful. <laughs> it is. <laughs> to the phone lines we go. George, you're on the Mitch Album program with Mayor Duggan. Go ahead, George. Mitch, good to talk with you guys. Thank you. Uh, I grew up in Detroit, right across from Better Maid's Potato Chips, and had my first job at 13 through a federal government program, and I paid my city taxes. I was wondering, when did that start? I mean, a lot of cities don't have taxes, and is that something, getting doing away with that, is that something that's feasible that could help grow Detroit? Well, I live the, in Warren now. We don't pay a city. Talk about city income tax. Yeah, now the city income tax is what puts the police on the uh, uh, the street and the firefighters and the EMS out. So now there's, there's 22 cities in Michigan that have a uh, an income tax, and uh, uh, it's been very what is successful. it now in Detroit? Uh, 2.4% for residents, 1.2% for non-residents, and we appreciate your contribution. Oh, yeah, I've made my <laughs> share. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah, I see it coming out every every uh, week. <laughs> uh, we, we won't comment on that. How it's many not, are it's there, not daily pay? How common is a city income tax? Oh, if you like go around the country, New York, Chicago, it's a, it's a they all have them? Yeah. 
Grand Rapids has a city tax. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. this is not not un- Grand Rapids. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Lansing. Uh, yeah. You go. The, the big cities do that. If you're gonna, if you are going to support uh, the services for people coming in to work and to visit, uh, you need a broader tax base than your local property tax. Eight seven seven forty four. Mitch, Gene, you're on the Mitch Album program. Go ahead with Mayor Duggan. Uh, hi, Mr. Mayor. Thank you for taking my call. My question is regarding that Plant Twenty One, the former General Motors site. Right. Um, last I heard about that there was some developer that was going to right. uh, make it into some like housing or so. And early on, it was supposed to be some German developer, but I'm not seeing any, any type of cranes or anything, windows being replaced. So it's just stagnant. I was just wondering what's yeah. the latest on that. Yeah, he's, he's very close to uh, having his financing together. I think you're going to see him start uh, late this year, early next year. But Greg Jackson, Richard Hosey, it's a first class set of developers. Uh, we were going to spend $6 million to knock it down. And they came to us and said, and this is the big white building you see at the intersection of 94 and 75. It used to be the Fisher Body Plant. Uh, and they said, we can turn it into housing. And they're going to pull it off. It's mm. going to be a beautiful wow. uh, housing complex. Right across the street, uh, Peter Cummings has taken the old Studebaker plant and has turned that into housing. So that whole Milwaukee Junction area is really the next hot area in the city wow. of Detroit. Speaking of that, I'll throw a, 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 a point in here. The My Brother's Keeper Church on Michigan, on Trumbull and, and uh, there, there um, has been trying to sell that building for a while. Uh, as people know, Henry Covington, who I wrote a book about, or whatever was the pastor there, he passed away in 2010. His wife, Annette, had been trying to uh, you know keep the place going, but it's, it's a 150-year-old building. It has so many expenses. Repair, yeah. um, and so they've been trying to sell it. Um, with great difficulty, it seems to me that area there is so vital. It's right by the casino and all that. Is there any reason you could think of why there aren't more interested parties? In- yeah, the question is, what are you going to use it for? And so you see in this city, the rising churches tend to buy uh, the bigger churches that are out there as they move up. Uh, now, you've seen some folks uh, over at uh, Claremont and Rosa Parks who took an old church, and I was there on Friday night, turned it into a coffee shop, restaurant, uh, music facility. But it's very hard to convert a church to another use. So I don't know specifically, but I'm guessing when people came through and looked at it uh, and said, how do we convert it? Do we have any historic uh, 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 guideline issues? It's probably something along those lines. But well, even if they knocked it. it down, isn't it? Primo property right around there? You would think. Uh, I don't know what the restrictions would be and whether it's historic and how easily it can be knocked down. I don't know. I have not heard any discussion about Gotta it. Got to look into that because um, I know how earnestly they've been trying to do that. All right, back to the phone lines, 877 mitch Kevin, you're on the Mitch Album program. Go ahead. Hi, Mitch. How are you? A long-time Good. listener. Second-time caller. All right. Mr. Mayor, how are you? Good evening. Um, we actually spoke about two months ago, and you asked me. you guys asked me to give you a follow-up call. And it was in regards to the flooding and the sewers being collapsed in the alley of Virginia Park. All six of them. Zilch. It's gone so badly, it's not even funny. I finally got a call back from somebody from your office, a young, a very young black girl. And she referenced apparently a call I had made probably a half year ago. So someone came out, looked never showed back up. Then I noticed last week sometime, two gentlemen out on the street of Virginia Park stuck a tube down 
the sewer. Nothing to do with the alley, nothing to do with the six things that have collapsed in, the basement's flooding, toilets backing up. And I went, I saw them, I went out there and I asked them, I go, are you guys here to do the alley as well to try to recover all that? You know, nope. And then the yesterday, and then three days ago, I got a call from some lady who was following up, started with a B from the water and sewer department. And she left me a message saying, we sent out two guys backing up the manhole. Let me know if you need anything else. So it's the Virginia Park Alley uh, at what cross streets? Between LaSalle and 14th. Okay. All right. And, and when I played this back in our 18th meeting, uh, the day of the 18th, at our LaSalle Gardens, we just went numb. We couldn't believe it. Again, this has been going on since 2012, 14, and I've been at this since 2018. Okay. I can attest that the mayor has his his phone out his and is typing phone. this all in. The feverishly. Phone. Feverishly all typing right. this in. All right. There's so a you, lot of exclamation so, points so going in that I will be note. back on this show on August. Uh, win or lose, you got to call back. <laughs> okay. So you got to listen in August uh, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, call yeah, back, yeah. and hopefully you'll be calling back saying, thank you, Mayor. We got that taken care of. In yeah. fact, listen yeah. to every show up until the time. <laughs> oh, the mayor's I back have as well. This is how we. This is how we build our audience. One listener at a time. One messed up <laughs> sewer system at a time. This is our hey, audience. Hey, hey. I don't. I don't have any excuse for the failure to follow up, but I'm confident you will not call back. Heads and be are angry gonna roll. Yeah. My money is on Mayor Duggan. Eight seven seven forty four. Mitch, John, you're on the Mitch Album program. Hi, Mitch. Hi, uh, hi Mr. Mayor. Thanks for the opportunity. Good My name. question is about a piece of land in the Renaissance Soul. It's bordered by Mount Elliott, Huber, and Georgia. Are you familiar with that? Flexing Gate is in that area also. I know where I know where Flexing Gate is. Yeah, well, this is just west. It's okay. Right butts up to Mount Elliott. Okay. Yeah, and I know the I area. Was at, I was at a community center meeting probably before the pandemic with a the proposal. They were talking about putting in a a storage facility, basically, for, I think, the Stellantis plant on the east side. Okay. And I was supposed to have bring jobs in and that. And, uh, well, there's a parking lot full of semis, and right by Huber, it's a big reservoir, about 20 foot down. And I was just wondering what happened to the uh, facility. Yeah, I have, I have no idea. Uh, so, I, I, you know who owns the property? I do not. It was okay. in the Renaissance home. But I think it was something to do with maybe one of the other uh, buildings in the area too. Yeah. I, I I couldn't I couldn't tell you without knowing who owns the property and what they're using it. Uh, I'm not familiar with that particular parcel. Thank you for your call eight seven seven forty four Mitch. Back to your phone calls in just one second. I want to ask you a question, Mayor. Um, read a story today out of New York that the city of New York is shelling out I think thirteen million dollars to protesters from the BLM days of 2020, who I guess felt like they were interfered with in their right to uh, express their opinion, even though the city basically took the stance that they're paying them, but they're not admitting any right. guilt or any wrong or doing whatever. It's a settlement. It's a right. settlement. Right. Did we have any yeah. of that? Do we, we have did. cases pending? We settled. I think we settled them out for about a million dollars. Hmm. Um, so we had some incidents that were hard to defend. Uh, uh, so we had, I don't know if you remember, but the first couple of nights where we had some violence from the protesters, 
but we had a couple of reporters who were uh, shot with a shotgun uh, who uh, we, I think, I think they were terminated by the police department. But there were some things that we lost, but I thought, by and large, our police department did an outstanding job. We had one of the very few cities in America without a single fire, without a single store looted. Uh, but there were some where our offices weren't perfect, and I think we ended up paying out about a million dollars. Did you? Was it a settlement, or was yeah, it, a, it was a settlement? Did you have to agree that you did something wrong? No, it was. So the way these things work is uh, the the lawyer, the judge brings you in, and if you make an offer and they reject it, uh, the attorneys can't get attorney fees after that. If they don't do better, uh, and so there's a point at which we put an offer on the table. Uh, and they accepted the settlement, and it was a fair. Uh, it was a so fair. So ours settlement. was wrapped up already. I was yeah, surprised is, that this thing was still going on. Ours was ours was settled. Uh, I'd say six months or a year ago. Oh, there. Are, I guess New York takes longer on everything. Yeah. All right, back to the phone lines here. Just for another couple of minutes, we have the mayor with us. Eight seven seven forty four. Mitch, Jenny, you're on the Mitch Album program. Hi. 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 Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, my question would be for uh, the canals that are down on the on the uh, east side of Detroit. Um, does the city have any um, dredging plans or anything to maintain those? They used to maintain them up until about the 80s, and they, they haven't done anything in years and years. And, you know, the way the canal is and the way the water system and sewage is, um, any any chance of getting those dredged? I, I'm I'm unaware of a dredging issue. We've got a flooding issue from the Great Lakes uh, uh, water levels. But uh, uh, anyway, the neighbors expressed their opinion uh, about how that was going to be handled. Uh, but I've not heard that there's a dredging issue. They used to go through and just you know clean up the canal maybe once or twice a year, and they haven't been done in years. Okay, I've had lots of conversations with folks down there about lots of issues. But this is the first time I heard that one. Did we? Did the city used to actually? I have clean no it idea. As a matter of course. I, I, I. This is first time hearing. We got significant canal issues, but dredging is now uh, one of them. At least not as far as I've heard. All right. You'd think the homeowner should be responsible for that. I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> <laughs> look at Ben moving into the oh, mayor's no, office. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, hey, ben. Hey, director uh, of the director of facilities. Ben will I'm be following back in. tomorrow. Another <laughs> word from the director of facilities, yeah. Ben. Okay. <laughs> We can just continue this segment at 6 o'clock if you want. 877-44-MITCH. My name's Irv. I got a question for Ben. <laughs> Gene, you're on the uh, – Eugene, you're on the Mitch Album program. Go ahead. Oh, hi, Mitch. Hi, hi uh, Mr. Mayor. Good hi. evening. I wanted, I wanted to uh, say the most anticipated local program of uh, – I look forward to every year's uh, State of the City Address. I'm glad somebody's watching. <laughs> wow. That's one. That's right. It was, it was Life of the party. Yeah. It, was, it was that awesome. or the last of us. Pace yourself, sir. you got to get out. Yeah. Simmer down. you got to get out. No, I, I, find it, I find it really inspirational, though, honestly. I think it's great. But uh, one, one thing I, I always in on just not uh in particular for the dress but like the the population of the city as it you know thinking about the peaks being plus two million decades ago and then as it comes below a million and six hundred thousand or so but any plans on uh hey what else can we do to increase the population and some things that come to mind like when my great-grandparents immigrated to michigan 
a hundred years ago, leaving the uh, turmoil and you know uh, from Lithuania and dealing with communist uh, Soviet uh, Union in Russia. And I compare that to today with like how the Ukraine and there's you know it's just a just quite a mess. Is there any uh, way or thoughts of fast tracking some of the immigrants and even like how Mitch goes to Haiti of fast tracking immigrants and getting them into the into the area? Uh, I I agree with you, uh, and I'm very pro immigration mayor. Uh, and we were one of the lead cities on the Afghan refugees. We had more than 300 Afghan refugees. Uh, who came in, moved in, got jobs. Uh, and at the time, I was having trouble filling the jobs, cleaning the buses, $15 an hour in benefits. We went and got, I think, three crews of Afghan refugees, uh, and the drivers told me buses never been so clean. Unfortunately, they've gone on to, you know, $17, $18, $20 an hour jobs at auto plants. Uh, but you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, my grandfather came from Ireland, and... Uh, uh, immigration has to be part of it. We're building a lot of housing in the city. A lot of folks are uh, are moving in, and of course, we got to keep the people who have who have been here. All those things are going to be part of the strategy. Are we ever on the receiving end of any of those buses coming from the border from any of the border states? Haven't been. A number of cities, like New York, has like a a, a law that says they have to provide shelter to everybody. So you kind of invite uh, right. them to send folks there. Uh, we have not uh, had that. If we have it, we'll deal with it. Um, but with the Afghan refugees, the whole Doubletree Hotel on Ford Road in Detroit, was the entire yeah. thing was filled uh, with refugees. And it was a, a fascinating process as the, the nonprofits who helped. We moved them into vacant uh, apartments and places in neighborhoods. We got them into jobs. Uh, and these folks assimilated. And then I did a, uh, a dinner during Ramadan at my house where the families mm. came over. And to have a 10th grade kid come and show you, he came to this country not speaking English, went to Cody High School. All he knew was soccer, joined the football team as the kicker, and he was showing me his award as the most valuable special teams player as the kicker at his new high school his first year. This is the kind of city we have that embraces people. It's a lot like what happened with Katrina. You know, uh, we got involved in a lot of that process here. Unfortunately, in in that particular case, a lot of the people went home. They were given jobs and things, but they just didn't, you know, their, their heart wasn't in. And the, I think the snow might have had something to do with it, too. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, all right. We're, we're about out of time. I want to thank you for coming in. Uh, sorry for everybody whose calls we didn't get to. We left a lot on the table here tonight, but uh, we'll come back and do it again next month. we got at least one you know is going to be calling yeah, in. Yeah, I'm, I'm heading over to Virginia Park right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> with a so before we let you go, are we a Midwest city? Geographically, time-wise, people-wise, Midwest or Eastern? Detroit's the pride of the Midwest. Yes. There you uh, go. Pride of the Midwest, Kenny. <laughs> what do you say, Kenny? Let it go. Let it go. Okay. All right. Can we get another name for it, though? Like Central. We got to get another name. Central Midwest. And the, the North, the NFC North. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. The NFC Midwest North. North. All right. We'll be back to wrap things up. Thank you, Mayor. Right after this, 760 WJR. Uh, 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 as always.